This is Frank Falvey with Frank Presents, and today I have the great honor of having Town Councilor Andy Passanti uh, with us here in the studio. Welcome, Andy. Well, thank you for having me. Andy, where did, where did you grow up? Um, we grew up in Franklin. Uh, went to Mercy Mount. Went through also the Franklin school system. Um, we uh, from there I did I uh, got some degrees in uh, architecture and building construction uh, from Dean College, and then from Dean College I went to University of Denver, and I loved it out west, but I wanted to come back home to Franklin, uh, where I had family and friends and grew up. And uh, you married? Yes, I'm married. I'm a grandfather. I had three daughters, and now I have two grandchildren, one on the way, another one on the way. That is wonderful. Uh, Bella and Joey. Uh, Joey was at the football field uh, yesterday, so was Bella. They were both play flag football. Very impressed with the recreational department, and um, can't, can't speak high, more highly enough for them. And, and, and the parents, and the parents in this town, uh, incredible uh, dedication to their kids and the sports teams and giving of themselves selflessly to coach the teams. And it's just, it's just a great community, great community effort. It is really a young town, isn't it? it? You know, I have to say I was looking around and I marveled at the fact that there were a lot of young people, but you might be interested to know, Frank, there were a lot of grandparents on the field, too. Oh, yeah. And they're uh, rooting for their grandchildren, so um, it was nice to see. And I was one of them. I hear people in uh, Dover and Newton and Needham are moving to Franklin so they can be with their grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's a great trend to hear. Um, I just those towns are pretty pricey, and Franklin's getting up there too. As you know, you and I've had our appraisal discussions and arguments. But well, uh, you're, you're both what a, a broker and a real estate agent in uh, well, the I, I, I do a lot of commercial brokerage and leasing. Um, my well, my own business, I'm happy to say, has morphed into mostly appraisal and consulting now, in the sense that uh, with interest rates being so low, and I, I don't know if, if it's all strictly because of COVID or just the factor of the economy, but when the interest rates went so low, um, everybody refied. And maybe everybody was at home and they're looking around the house and said, honey, we gotta fix this kitchen. So I'm just thinking COVID might've had something to do with it, but I went from a one-man show to I have eight, eight people working for me now and we're slammed with appraisal work. And by consulting, I mean, uh, for instance, there's a parcel of land in Rentham, uh, family-owned for centuries, and um, they, their lawyer approached me and asked me for a feasibility study, which would be the best way to develop this. And you'd be you'd be interested in this, Frank. Um, so it, it came down to a decision: What do we do? Do we put in a subdivision, or do we sell it? to a developer to put the subdivision in. And anyways, the conclusion was it would have cost them $1.4 million to put the subdivision in, okay? Selling it as is, they could get $1.4 million. So I don't think, it was kind of a no-brainer in my opinion, but I'm sure their lawyers might be talking to them otherwise, but the cost of construction these days and development is astronomical. A road is about $1,000 a lineal foot. And by road, I mean everything that goes with it. So at the end of the day, they had a decision to make. Do we want to try to reap the benefits of 14, 16 lots, or do we just want to sell it now and get all the money? And it was also chapter's land, so it also had to be offered to the town too. But um, you know, that, that's the kind of consulting we do, and, and, and it's based in appraisal. And um, 
my business has exploded, so I'm happy to say. That, that takes special training and expertise to, to be in that line of work? I would say so, but I think a lot of it is also experience. Um, I've, I've built subdivisions, I've built roads, I've built yeah. houses, we've done commercial buildings. Yeah. Um, and the profit in that, though, is, is you say, $1.5 million to invest, but the profit on the real estate today and seems to be extraordinarily high. That would be if they went ahead and built the houses. They were looking for a lot release basis. Uh, but if, yeah, sure, I mean, they could sell all the lots to a builder. He would obviously make money after that. But, I mean, to keep it as clean as possible for the family, I, I recommended they just sell the land. You're also involved with the Franklin Rodden Gun Club. Yes, I am. W what is the Franklin Rodden Gun Club? Um, that club goes back to the 30s and 40s, I mean, I look at the pictures. I've been a member going on six years now. Um, it's just a great bunch of guys, dedicated uh, sportsmen, um, and they love fishing, they love hunting, and they love people, and we do a lot of charity stuff. Um, that last breakfast we did, uh, was that was a great, you liked it, I'm glad, I'm glad. Uh, and it's, it's, always up, it's always service with a smile, too, so. It's but up by Uncas Pond, it's right It's on, right on Uncas Pond, it's it, a beautiful view, and you gotta come back when the leaves start changing, too. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah. really gorgeous. Uh, and, and it always surprises me to see the golfers on the other side of the pond. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, I know I'm, there's a good share of golf balls that go in that pond, I'm sure, but. Uh, we just, the last one we did was dedicated to Mission 22 uh, regarding veterans uh, suicide. Uh, 22 yeah. veterans commit suicide every day in this country. And um, we dedicated some of the funds to that. And we had some leftover food. And whenever we have leftover food, and it's just not leftovers, we actually cook extra because yeah. it goes to Gilly's house right down the street in Sheldonville. And what is Gilly's House? Gilly's House is a recovery home for men uh, with drug addiction, that had drug addiction problems. Yeah. I'm also, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a firm supporter of the Safe Coalition. Uh, as you may or may not know, I've, I had some episodes with my, one of my own children, yeah. and uh, she's on in recovery now, but um, it's a tough road, and it's a tough road, and I really admire all those people who uh, fight that battle every day. Well, tell me about being on the uh, town council. Uh, what's happening, and um, uh, what, what can, how can you update us? So the latest and the greatest is we have the opportunity now to buy uh, some land up off uh, Prospect Street, an additional open space uh, donation, if we can make it happen. Um, right now, it's about $5.6 million that the town's gonna have to come up with, with the assistance of CPA. Uh, which you know about the CPA, but I, it's uh, the Conservation voted, Preservation Act, yes. We just voted on it Maple in Hills. the last election, and 2% yeah. of your real estate tax Correct. bill will be added on for the purpose of That's right. Now, there's no funds in there yet, Frank, but there will be next year. And yeah, so but apparently there's a million dollars from the sale of the... Of Pond the, Street. There's Pond a million Street. five. million five. There's a million five for the sale of the Pond Street property. Uh, so that was tucked away. See, as far as Maple Hill goes, that was a plan, that was a work in progress. We always kind of had our eye on that, and it wasn't a tough sell. Along with the, uh, uh, the help of the neighbors and the neighborhoods, uh, that was a great community project that I think we made happen, and it benefited four or five neighborhoods down there, and it benefited the town of Franklin. It's gorgeous land, and it's great open space plan uh, that, that we 
can say that was our first successful uh, acquisition. Now we're looking at the Schmidt Farm. What do you see, how much money did the town of Franklin get from the federal government for coronavirus, and how is that going to be spent? Um, I don't have the exact number, but I have been asking Jamie um, if some of that money, and in fact I plan on doing a presentation uh, regarding the homeless, because I've been doing my own study. There are towns getting monies and they are putting them aside for the homeless. And if anything that can be extracted from whatever funds we got, um, we'd, I'd like to see something go to the homeless. We really, there's really very little support system for the homeless in this town. And that has been one of my uh, causes that I'm championing in for Franklin the last two years. Uh, the corona threw a wrench in that. Um, but I. How, I, how I, are you I would championing that. I mean, what specifically? Well, I, I, I started off by happen? simply bringing awareness to the town of Franklin about the homeless in this town, and I don't know if you followed it, but the face of the homeless in Franklin isn't what you expect to see, like in Boston, people laying in the streets or, or panhandling. These people, some of them are even employed. They live in their cars. They park in parking lots. They shower at the Y. They couch surf, which that is they. They stay at friends' houses, and then they switch houses, and they, they, they work night shifts so that they, they, they can stay somewhere and be, be at work all night and not be out in the cold. However, I have spoken to people that actually were sleeping behind uh, big lots and sleeping over by the old Papaginos on East Central Street. So, I mean, there are and there were homeless people in Franklin. They sleep in the state forests. People have seen them camper, I mean not campers, people who walk their dogs seen there, have seen their camps. And I work with um, one gentleman, uh, he lives in, in our, my old neighborhood off of Pond Street, and he, he brings them blankets and mittens and gloves, and um, I'd like to see if, how uh, we could structure something. Now I'm working, I just got inducted into the Lions Club, and they're looking for a charity, and they're, they're a, a nonprofit. Uh, so. If we can do something through the Lions and, um, and, and funnel those monies to the homeless, and this gentleman that lives off of Pond Street, I'm going to bring him in on this too. Um, candidly, I mean, some towns open their churches up on cold nights. We don't do that here. So um, there's no like warm rooms or anything like that. I'd like to just see, you know, maybe a fund put aside for on those freezing nights. The rooms are paid for in a local hotel or something so that people can get out of the cold and not freeze to death. But just stuff like that. And then um, there's something, we are doing something in the works right now with uh, the Franklin Lions, I'm happy to say. Great. The capital expenditure uh, program is coming up in, what, October, November um, for the council to review. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any uh, particular thoughts uh, as to capital expenditures? Um, I'm, I keep being told the town's broke, okay, but I don't think we are that broke. How, how is the town broke when they probably just got $2 million from the federal government for coronavirus and revenue is holding its own in the coronavirus? I, I agree, Frank, and we balanced the budget. We balanced the budget last year, so. So, um, so what, what evidence do you have that the town because is Because they're always at, we're always being asked for more fees, more taxes, and more monies, and, and I'm like, well, but we just balanced the budget. What's wrong? So that's where I'm coming from on that. I, I would tell you that um, I know 
the town was going to want to talk about an override, and the, the battle cry for the override right now is that we should push it to a ballot issue, and I think that's the only way it can be handled right now. As a town councilor, if there is a ballot question, I don't care what the ballot question is, mm -hmm. would you support that, you know how the state issues a booklet to the pros and cons and what the ballot question is mm -hmm. and mails it out to every citizen of yeah. Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Would you, as part of any ballot initiative, require that the town send out a booklet explaining the question and providing the pros and cons on the question like the state does? I would absolutely support that. I, would, I really would. And, and I mean, what I found these last two years is and I, 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 I hate to phrase it, but there's an author called Hans Christian Andersen. You know the novels, I'm sure. No, and there, oh, and there's the, the old, old. Right, right. The, the, yeah. the, the fable of, but the emperor has no clothes on. Yeah. That's kind of what I ran into on the town council this year. It's like, I, I see decisions being made, and I'm like, I, are you talking to people out there? I, I mean, you're looking down the barrel of a stormwater management fee, which is going to be eighteen dollars and sixty-one cents per per thousand, uh, I mean per square foot, of the impervious coverage of your property. So take for instance, Frank, your roof, your driveway, your deck, your porches, mm -hmm. even your gravel area. Okay, mm -hmm. that is going to be taxed eighteen dollars and sixty-one cents per thousand, which I have fought vehemently four times and an eight-to-one vote. I was the one. No, mm -hmm. I'm just telling you. That's why but, I question but, the budgets. Can, can you give? The background of why the town has to do this, because it's a federal uh, mandate, the town would run a foul in lawsuits if they don't do it? Frank, the DEP is not holding a gun to our head. This was a voluntary action promoted by Jamie Helen, who says, look what could happen. But it's not happening. They're not breathing down our necks. DEP is not breathing down our necks for this, okay? So, because besides, we, we have, already pay. We have been working with the DPD DEP. over a number of years to make uh, improvements that they've asked us to make. That's right. And we even went as far as, and this is what Jamie promoted to the council, and I was okay with this part of it, okay? We even went as far as to put a charging mechanism, okay, for if and when we do go along with them with the stormwater fee, okay? We even put that mechanism in place and we even hired an engineer. Now, we were told that would make DEP happy because it showed, it showed good faith that we're going forward and we're looking down the road to DEP. But now all of a sudden it's becoming, now we have to do it. I don't buy that. We can fight it. There are people that also agree we can fight it. It's been fought before. There are people in the mid-states with the, with, with the Missouri Rivers and the Rivers Acts all staring down the barrel at that, and they're just saying, come and get us, okay, because they want to fight it. They want to fight it, and, and I just think I don't want to see another fee in this town if we don't have to. Town of Millis adopted it, is that correct? Millis adopted it. Well, any other towns around Franklin? That's another thing, by the way. This all is driven by the Charles River tributary, okay? Yes. And we, as you know, we don't have a lot of the Charles River in Franklin. However, um, well, you do have a significant part that goes uh, crosses Pond Street or under Pond Street, right? But it, that's it. I mean, it's we're, we're talking. To, I'm, I'm talking towns that are literally on the that are literally totally elongated over the river. So I, I, I think 
the towns that are paying it are the towns that can afford it, Frank. It's that simple, okay? It's really that simple. And, and I don't think of town, Franklin as a rich town. I know some people want to think of Franklin as a rich town. We're not even in the top 50. So. The, the, the school committee and coronavirus money mm -hmm. is getting over a million dollars. And they can't spend it to pay past bills. They got to spend it on future stuff. H how are we poor? You tell me, Frank. I'm just trying, I, I mean, I'm telling you, they're crying poor by telling us we need to raise fees, we need to raise taxes, the storm, uh, the stormwater, we're staring down the barrel next year of the stormwater fee, okay? I know they pushed it off till after the election. We're, we just raised taxes, and we, we also just raised water and sewer. So, I mean, why are we, if we're, if we're not poor, why are we raising all those taxes? Well, what, what on the town council, uh, you say you have been in the minority in voicing your opinion on issues. What other issues have, have you been in a minority position? Um, I mean, I pushed back on Jamie uh, Helen's contract. Uh, I, I didn't know why we had to go with another five years when the standard throughout most of the administration has been three years, except for uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Ahern. But um, in, the long, in the long run, I gave in to the fact that he is a good town administrator and uh, we don't want to lose him. But um, I just think three years at a time would be a more reasonable time for review uh, rather than, you know, tie us, our, tie our hands for five years and tie his hands. Maybe an opportunity might come up that he wants to seek out. Why, is there a penalty clause uh, if he leaves the town? No, there isn't. So he can leave at any time he If desires. he wanted to, but uh, I'm told he loves Franklin and he wants to stay, so. Um, but what what do you hope to accomplish in the next two years as as a town councilor? Is there a specific issue that you would beside the homeless you would like to see come about? Um, I just I, I, I plan on a, I want to address um, as you know as I just indicated I want to fight the stormwater uh, fee. I don't think we need it. It's already being paid in our water and sewer bill. Um, I do want to uh, address affordable housing uh, in Franklin, um, inclusionary zoning. Mm. Zoning, as you know, is one of my things. Um, inclu inclusionary zoning could help, but I think people have to look at it realistically, okay? You cannot ask a builder to give those last five houses away, okay, at cost, because technically or theoretically or realistically, those five houses are his profit. Mm. So I think some of these affordability uh, components and, and the whole issue about affordable housing um, needs to be addressed almost as a joint venture with the town. It's the only way you're going to attract the developers to do it. You know my opinion about uh, the Board of Assessors. They, they have not ever found that a house sold for less than they've assessed it as a, they've always considered that as a sale of convenience. Can you explain to the town, when they declare something as a sale of convenience, how that uh, is excluded from considering well, your house tax? As you know, Frank, I was with you on that argument, right. you know that. But I mean, the uh, non-arm's length deal is technically what they try to call those. And the sale of convenience is it's like, um, if you're my brother, and I'm like, I don't want to deal with the market, I don't want to deal with brokers, I don't want to deal with MLS, 
I'm gonna let you have my house for 100 grand, okay? Just take it. Okay, now, why they would, why they, do, you know, that, but that still is a market-driven component, okay? So you, you and I feel that that should be taken into consideration. They don't. And who is being hurt? People that live in the houses for years that are old. They're being overtaxed. Absolutely. And you agree with that? Yes, I do. And so something should be done about it. Well, um, there, are, there already is an elderly tax exemption now, I believe, but it's not no. significant. No. Uh, and there's also a there's also a veterans exemption. Not ex I mean, I'm saying exemption. I mean, it's, they just give you a little break on your taxes. It's not much. Yeah, for veterans, not because of age. Okay. Well, then maybe we have to look at that. Andy, what's a question that I haven't asked you that you'd love to cover? Let me see. Um, I just would like to state that uh, um, I'd like for you or for our whole town to think more along the lines of community. Right now, there's a lot of divisiveness in the town. It's like them and us, liberal, conservative. Look, we can still have our own political views and our own beliefs, but we can still also be a community of one. And I think that's what I'd like to keep shooting for. I'm a conservative. I, I, I lean conservative. I used to vote Democrat all the time. Um, people change. We get older. Our views change. Our lives change. Our, 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 uh, the dynamics of our families change. But I still think if we should, we need to put that all aside and just be one community and, and, and with a common goal of trying to make Franklin the best town it can be. Do you think party affiliation should be on the local ballot? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But to your question, it looks like that's what's happening, regrettably. And, you know, I, for one, I'm not the one drawing the lines in the sand. I, there are people at higher state levels that are drawing lines in the sand and promoting their, their candidates locally. But um, why, why don't you believe that? Isn't, isn't politically your political philosophy important? Uh, in a town election, a town election, would you agree, affects your pocketbook more than even uh, voting for president? Would you agree with that statement? Well, let me let me answer it this way, Frank. This will be my fifth term. Yeah. Never have I had, have I have I seen, the partisanship in a council election. Right. It it, it really is heated. Right. And I don't understand it because, I, to, to, again, to your question, a lot of our issues are not partisan issues. They're common goal community issues, all right? So st stacking the council with all conservatives or stacking the council with all uh, Democrats and liberals or, or, or uh, unenrolled, I don't think that's a factor when it comes to, to voting for a park or voting for a stormwater fee. Well, maybe if, if you're fiscally conservative, you won't want to see the stormwater fee. But the argument's also been made, we need that fee to help with the infrastructures and the roads. So, uh, but I'm also saying, we are already paying that fee with our water and sewer bill. Evidently, that's not enough to help the DPW take care of the roads the way they, and I would like to see them better maintained myself. But I'm just saying, partisan decisions don't necessarily weigh or translate into the maintenance of the town or to the factors on how a town is run or to the dynamics of a town and how great a town can be. We need to act as one. Andy, if people want to reach you in your campaign, how can they do that? Um, I have a Facebook site, uh, Andy Bisanti for Town Council. 
Can uh, you can you say that again slowly so people sure. can write it down? Andy Basanti, Town Council. And I also have a YouTube video. Um, just it's on a QR code on some on some of my literature, but um, any and my phone number. I I'm in the book. I mean, I have a cell phone. You guys can I usually pick up on the first or second ring, so anybody can call me. But which I like to also. Do, state. Would you like to give out the number? Sure. Or would you prefer not, prefer, prefer not to? No, no. Seven seven four two four four six five four nine. Again, uh, if you can repeat it slowly. Seven seven four two four four six five four nine. Yeah. And um. And you're good at getting back to people. You and I have conversed many times on your uh, on your case on your case on uh, the assessment case, but um, uh, with the assessor's office. But um, yeah, I, I do. I, I would also like to state um, that uh, this year, this this particular last term, the interaction with the citizens of Franklin has been tremendous, and I, I welcome it. And I again, whether it's COVID or the Zoom meetings or whatever, but the interaction with townspeople and the council and all the organizations and all the other boards. I mean, I love it. I do. I mean, that's true. That, that, that's a true political society or, or a neighborhood or a community, whatever you want to call it. But I'm really enjoying that. Well, the election is on the first Tuesday in November. Everyone votes at the uh, gymnasium at, at the high school. Right. And, and, and we're doing mail-in voting and early voting, too. And we're doing mail-in voting, yes. early voting. Uh, and the uh, poll hours are 6 to 8 on election day. That's right. Uh, any closing words? Um, first of all, good to see you again, Frank. Yeah. I always enjoy our interviews and our talks. But um, nothing. I just, like I said, it's we, we've lived through, uh, Franklin's lived through some pretty tumultuous times these last 18 months, and I'm very proud of the town. And I'd like to see Franklin be the best it can be. And I, I appreciate your vote. I do have some great ideas going forward for the next two years. And um, we got a great bunch of guys up there now. And uh, let's, if we get some new talent up there, I'd, I'd appreciate it, but I'd appreciate everybody's vote out there. Thank you. Thank you, Andy Bassani. Welcome uh, uh, in your uh, re-election campaign. Uh, this is uh, Frank Valvey for Frank Presents. Uh, we both uh, hope to see you at the polls. I'll see you there. Yeah, you All will. Right. <laughs> All right, Frank, thanks. Thank you. This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks, just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.